Welcome to the Christian Retirement Show, where we discuss all things crucial to planning and investing for retirement from a Christian perspective. I'm your host and CFP professional, Eric Shrum. To learn more about working with me, you can visit shrumpw.com and click free portfolio review. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Christian Retirement Show. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Todd Von Holmes, author of Before You Leave for College, Career, and Eternity. I had such a great time speaking to Todd, and he had so many wise and important things to share. So if you missed it, I highly recommend you going back to last week's episode and taking a listen. While you're at it, guys, it would mean a lot as well to the show and our efforts to keep sharing this great information to fellow believers if you would give the show a five-star review and subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You know, because I am a financial advisor who specializes in helping Christians invest and retire, we are this week going to be taking a look at an article which caught my eye on Kiplinger, and it's titled, Three Retirement Mistakes You May Be Making Right Now. And you know, I've seen it, you've seen it, we are all aware of the crazy articles and TV interviews and financial news networks that are out there in the world that talk about investing in money and maybe are correct and maybe are not correct and and probably more so are unhelpful for people trying to be wise with stewarding their money and investing and uh, saving for retirement. Uh, So we are going to be analyzing in coming weeks and throughout the show, different articles and picking out both the good and the bad within it. And this one caught my eye. You know, it's a little bit trendy these days to have your three ways to retire successfully or list of five or six things that you need to be doing. So I saw this, I thought it would be fun for us to go through and see what's helpful, see what's not, see what's uh, floating around there as experts opinions in the world. So let's jump in. But before we get started, I specialize in helping Christians plan and invest for retirement in a way that keeps your faith at the center of it all. So if you are a Christian who is planning for retirement or is already retired, I can help. Email me at eric at shrumpw.com or go to shrumpw.com. You can fill out the contact me form and we can start that conversation. Okay, let's jump into the article. So the article is titled, Three Retirement Mistakes You May Be Making Right Now. And it has the following subtitle on it. It says, quote, you've been saving and investing so carefully, what could go wrong? (laughs) Unfortunately, several things. If you're making these all too common retirement mistakes, end quote. And, you know, I can attest to this quick little subtitle here. Retirement really is very much an unknown quantity to people as they prepare for it. And, you know, many times it's still an unknown quantity for people who are already retired. And like all things, the unknown is scary. So the good news about that is that much of the scariness of retirement can be taken away with the right planning and the right advice. But there are pitfalls, just like the subtitle here states, that are really important that you avoid in order to be successful 
in retirement. I think that's exactly true, the start of this article. So let's continue on and see what the three points are. So point number one, investing like you're still working. The article says, as you approach retirement, you need to adjust your mindset about your portfolio. Up to this point, you may have been aggressive, willing to take calculated risks that helped grow your money. That approach may have become deeply ingrained in you, making it a habit that is hard to knock. But it's time for behavioral change, okay? Portfolio growth is no longer the top priority. Instead, it becomes more important to preserve what you have and think about creating income for your retirement. Unfortunately, some people hitting the retirement red zone, the roughly five years right before and right after their target retirement age, don't realize it's time to ease up on the investment gas pedal or they just can't break those old investment habits. One way to do that is to begin to reduce your stock exposure. Last paragraph here for this first point. If you don't, here's what can happen. When you retire and that weekly paycheck ends, you will begin withdrawing money from your investments to live on. Imagine the results if we hit a recession and the market takes a plunge. Suddenly, your account balance is suffering a double blow. The bad market combined with your withdrawals can drain your savings quickly. If you haven't retired yet, you can fix these problems by perhaps saving more or working longer. Once you are in retirement, your options start to thin out. End quote for this first point on three retirement mistakes you may be making right now is investing like you are still working. So, you know, this is actually an incredibly important point and good on Kiplinger to have this as their number one item on the article. And what the article is stating here for the first point of investing like you're still working as a possible mistake is as you near retirement, and we kind of in the industry classify that as five years before and five years after you retire, you typically want to dial back risk more than you're used to, you know, as you let up to that time period. And in the industry, we call this sequence of return risk. And that is because during those years, what the author calls the retirement red zone, five years before retirement, five years after, if you don't dial back risk, you could have a really good time or a really bad time with your money. So for example, if you stay aggressively invested heading into that red zone and just after retirement and the market performs strongly, then you've just kind of taken a gamble and you've won because, you know, right when you retire and you start withdrawing money from it, well, the stock market is going up and presumably so is your uh, investments. But if you stay aggressively invested and we have a market downturn right when you're preparing for retirement, that's a crucial time. And it has a double negative effect of having a short-term downturn in the market and you withdrawing money. And this can significantly affect your retirement nest egg and plans in a very negative way. So much so that you actually, the result could be having to cut back on spending in retirement for a little bit or actually having to work longer. And I think it's an important point as you weigh you know, that gamble of, well, I could keep staying aggressively invested as I near that retirement red zone and hope that I come out on the on the strong side of the market during that time. But we have to remember, it's almost always impossible to predict what the market will do in the short term. I think it was well said that when you hit the five years before and after retirement, your focus should be on preserving the hard work and wealth that you've already created, not on trying 
to run up the score. So point number one gets an A plus in my book. Good on you, Kiplinger. And uh, let's check out number two. Number two, failing to be proactive in preventing a big drop in your portfolio. Quote, once you've made that psychological adjustment about how you will approach investing, it's time to take some specific actions, okay? You want to be proactive now, not wait until you are in retirement. The market drops and you are scrambling. At that point, it's too late, says the author. Continuing on. I mentioned the retirement red zone that begins when you are about five years out from retirement. That's the opportune time to shift more of your money into stable assets such as CDs, bonds, or fixed income annuities. Hmm. But don't eliminate your stock exposure completely. Even though growth has dropped further down your priority list, you still want room for some growth that those stocks provide. You just don't want to be in a position where a big market drop derails your entire Retirement plan. Okay. Last paragraph here. Work with your financial professional to make sure you understand your potential portfolio losses and to make sure your plan will still fund your retirement needs for 30 to 35 years, even with the big market drop. Uh, Continuing on, another way to be proactive is to rebalance your portfolio after big gains in the market during retirement. You don't want to lose those gains. So after a good run, you should shift some of your he puts this in quotation marks, winnings into more stable assets. End quote for number two. Point number two, failing to be proactive and preventing a big drop in your portfolio. Okay, so my opinion here, this point is, is kind of less impressive to me. <laughs> I think what was said is true, but it's not incredibly helpful. There was maybe one one actionable point that you can take on that. So Basically, what I'm, I'm getting from point number two is let's apply point number one before it's too late and being proactive. So, you know, solid advice. He also mentioned annuities as an option to move your money into as a less risky asset to invest in. And honestly, I generally dislike all kinds of annuities because of the fees, many times low performance low quality investments and the difficulty of getting out of the annuity. So negative points there on this point, but I guess if you're going to use an annuity, he mentions a fixed income annuity. And if you are going to do an annuity, a fixed income is the one you'd want to go with. So I guess (laughs) the article regained some points there. So pretty straightforward on this point, a few pluses, a few minuses. Let's continue on to the last retirement mistake you may want to avoid, according to this Kiplinger article. And that is number three here. Thinking retirement means a lower tax bracket for you. Interesting. Let's read. Quote, people often anticipate that in retirement, they will drop neatly into a lower tax bracket and the IRS will claim less of their money. Sadly, this is not necessarily so. The most popular way to save for retirement is through tax-deferred accounts, such as a 401k. But if all your money is in a 401k, and like most people, you would prefer to have more income in retirement than you do now, you are never going to be in a lower tax bracket. You'll be in the same tax bracket or possibly even a higher one. Yet, the conventional wisdom is to keep adding money to a tax-deferred account, even though Uncle Sam looms as the piper who needs to be paid at some point. Nice little illustration there. When I do live presentations, I ask people this. Do you think in 10 or 20 years, taxes will be lower or higher than they are now? Everyone predicts higher. 
But think about that. Many of them are choosing to defer paying their taxes to a later date, yet at the same time, they are certain taxes will be higher than. Good point. That's why now is a good time to begin moving that money into a tax-free bucket, whether that's a Roth IRA or perhaps indexed universal life insurance. Hmm. You pay taxes as you make the conversion, but those taxes are likely to be less than you will pay if you defer them. He goes on to plug a Roth conversion guide. We'll skip that. Uh, Many people think they have a retirement plan by virtue of saving money, but a portfolio is not a plan. If you don't proactively take control of where you are headed, and what you need to do to get there, you can end up making mistakes that can cause great damage to your retirement. Some people manage fine on their own, but if you don't feel confident about your ability to avoid the potential perils of the retirement red zone, check with a financial professional for guidance. The sooner you do, the better the odds that retirement will be what you always hoped it would be. End of the third point and end of the article there. So again, the third point was thinking retirement means a lower tax bracket. You know, I I think this is a really great point made by the author around taxes. And whenever I speak to clients, especially new um, prospects, really the biggest concern for them when we talk about retirement is taxes. I would say the only fear that outweighs the fear of managing taxes in retirement is the fear of running out of money. That's the number one. So within this point, there are some very good things said and and some things I disagree with. So let's discuss a little bit deeper here. You know, I think it's a great point that people believe without a doubt. He says that people believe without a doubt that their tax bill will drop significantly in retirement from when they were working. You know, he's correct because this assumption most times is just flat wrong. Most people want to continue to live the lifestyle they grew accustomed to prior to retirement in retirement. And so, you know, in turn, that means needing about the same amount of money. And needing the same amount of money means you got at the same level of taxes. And this is where I think the article makes a fantastic point that is not utilized enough in retirement planning. That is not having all of your money in pre-tax accounts. For example, to to go into this a little deeper, the 401k is the most prominent retirement savings vehicle. But these days, almost all 401ks have a a Roth option. So a post-tax option. Option. So, something that I have started advising clients to do is, you know, think about putting 50% of your 401k contributions in pre tax and then another 50% in Roth. This is what's called diversification of your retirement contributions. And it really allows you to have flexibility in retirement no matter what your tax situation is. So you can lower your taxes by taking a combination of whatever your of the two from your retirement savings depending on your projected tax bill for that year in retirement. So I think that is a great strategy. I'm glad he pointed that out. He also pointed out that you have the ability to do a Roth conversion, which may be a good option to do that diversification of your pre and post-tax retirement accounts. What this article states about a Roth conversion that I would never recommend, though, personally, is utilizing universal life insurance as an investment vehicle. I have a general rule that life insurance should be used to insure against your life and investment accounts should be used for investing. So when you mix the two, 
into something like universal life insurance, the typical result in my experience is high fees and high commissions for the ones selling that insurance and low quality investment options. So that's my opinion, something to think about, but a great point. And and that's the end of this article. And my overall impression is I think it's a very good article. And for only having three main bullet points, I think those three ideas will be very helpful to retirees who read the article. You know, as a note, I will also say I'm not mentioning the author of this article because I did critique a few items within the article. And although this is a public article for a big publication, and I think it's fair to have some critiques on it, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to associate just the author with, with some critiques. So what I will do is I'll link this article in the show notes And if you'd like to read it, you can click on it there and you can take a look um, in a more deep way if you'd like. So I hope you enjoyed that article. I had a a lot of fun going through that actually and picking out uh, what's helpful and and maybe what's not. In other news, I think this is fun and we should talk about it. I'm sure many of you saw Jeff Bezos joined Richard Branson in the Billionaire Space Club this week. And uh, really, all you can say is wow. And I know these two have gotten their fair share of criticism lately, but I think you have to respect the fact that they put skin in the game with being on their first flight to space. Uh, you know, especially when we see all these unmanned tes- Tesla rockets blow up all of the time. So I thought that was really cool, something worth talking about. And, you know, as a side recommendation on this, Richard Branson is really one of the more fascinating characters out there today. And if you haven't read his backstory, I highly recommend reading his one of his biography. He has a few books out and I read, I think two of them in high school and it was well worth the read, had a good impact on me and a story that I remember from his biography that I wanted to share with you guys is the story he tells of how he started Virgin Airlines. So apparently he was, you know, very successful businessman already, you know, having started Virgin Records. I think they signed the the Sex Pistols and Janet Jackson and big musical bands like that. And apparently he was at an airport and he was flying to a Caribbean island. His flight kept getting delayed and then eventually his flight got canceled. So in the airport, he called one of these big commercial airline companies and asked how much it would be to rent a jetliner with a pilot to fly the route. Then, according to him, (laughs) he began selling tickets to the other passengers who had got delayed on that flight, and they flew a private rented Boeing plane to their original destination, and that was the birth of Virgin Airlines. And I read that, and I was like, wow, the uh, audacity to do that um, is pretty incredible. And it's hard to imagine in a post-9-11 world that happening these days, but you know, that's how he tells it in his own words and something I thought was fun and worth sharing to you guys. So anyways, that includes this week's show. So if you enjoyed it, please remember to give the show a five-star rating and visit shrumpw.com to explore working together. Thank you all. And I will speak to you next week. 
The content provided is for general information educational purposes only and should not be considered a recommendation of any particular strategy, investment product, or investing advice of any kind. Content is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal or tax advice and or legal opinion. Please consult a financial professional for your specific situation. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the entire principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views and opinions expressed here are of the author and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Spire Wealth Management, LLC, and its affiliates. Investment advisory services offered through Spire Wealth Management, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Securities offered through an affiliate Spire Securities, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and member of FINRA and SIPC.